Welcome back. This is Survived. With Sophie. And Lexi. We started telling our story in college, and we're moving on to bring you guys more. Through many different topics. And this week is a Survived a Ghost week. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. (laughs) Little sound effect there. So this week we will be doing a episode very in light of kind of what happened four years ago to us. However, um, we're not too sure if it was technically a ghost or a person or what it was, but for the terms of this episode, we're just going to lean on the ghost side. (laughs) And we are going to tell you about our experience with it. Yes. And then we have some stories. We grabbed a story from an article we found um, about someone else kind of experiencing the same thing that we experienced. So we'll go over that as well. And in true crime news today, um, Alex Murdaugh was denied another hearing Because his lawyer was allegedly tampering with the jury. Ooh. Which is a huge no-no. Huge no-no. Nope. Yeah. Goodness. And I guess I have another small update. As of today, um, in True Crime News, and we're recording this on January 31st. So, I think in the next couple of days, we might see some more updates on this case for the Idaho 4. But um, one of the victim's parents, Kaylee's parents, they did an interview. Um, they like doing those <laughs> very often. But they did an interview and they talked about um, how Kaylee was found. Um, I don't want to dive into any details just because... I feel like that should just, if you want to know any details, just go watch their interview. Um, However, they did talk about a trash can and they were questioning whether the trash can went through um, during evidence collection. And I spoke with Lexi about this and we were just kind of talking back and forth. And you'd think it was, you know, a very high profile case they would go through trash cans, right? I mean, a trash can when there's... I'm guessing there's going to be blood everywhere with what occurred there, obviously. So there's going to be a lot of evidence laying around. And I'm sure it definitely got in the trash can. Mm-hmm. The, po- the, poor, the poor rooms were probably just covered. Yeah, but they just spoke about that. It's not really... Uh... Complete update, but it was in the news um, about them having a little interview. And we're hoping to get a trial date set soon. I know there's been some speculation about the trial date being set for spring of 2025. But I'm really hoping it is sooner than that. Because these families need some justice and they need some answers. Yes. They definitely do. Mm-hmm. So, 
into Survive the Ghost. Also, since we're recording this on January 31st, we have not seen the groundhog yet, so I'm sorry we don't have any updates on the groundhog. Nope. But we'll post <laughs> something on our uh, pages of the interweb. Yes. I didn't know what to call them there. I hope we have an early spring, because I feel like every year we always have six more weeks of winter. I I feel like we're going to have an early spring. It was very warm today. Mm-hmm. Very warm. I went outside without even needing to put a coat on. Yeah. Well, anyway, back into our episode. So we're going to be talking about ghosts and technology. And have you guys ever heard of ghosts messing with, like, objects in, you know, probably movies, things like that? But what about messing with TVs or phones? And my take on this is I feel like you can call them ghosts, entities, spirits, whatever you – whatever suits your mind. (laughs) But – I feel like they're on a different field than us. They're on some different level. And maybe some, like, phones and technology is also vibrating at a different level. And that is why they might be able to mess with those kind of things. I definitely agree with that. I do think they're on, like, a different level. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of sometimes just to communicate hmm Well, we're going to talk about this one article we found, and then we'll also kind of talk about our personal experience. And this article was written by Stephen Wagner, and we found it on Live About. So, to start off our story... Lindsay, who is a 28-year-old, she lives in Washington, D.C., and she had an assortment of strange things that kind of happened to her, and this is her story. So there were many haunted houses and spooky areas in the city that she enjoyed, um, since she does have a great interest in the paranormal. One night, Lindsay was lounging at home by herself, watching television, when she received a text on her phone that said, Lindsay, I see you, but her name was spelled L-I-N-Z-Y, which is not really how you spell a classic Lindsay. And the I see you was just spelt out with an I see you as in letters. That's weird. The message was from a number she wasn't familiar with. She knew since she was sitting in bed upstairs with the shades drawn that no one could see her but she you know looked around her room anyway just to make sure and she even peeked out the window but no one was around that gives me chills yeah so she texted back the number who is this with a bunch of question marks um and A reply came shortly, just a friend, period, some, as in S-U-M-1, 
the letter, the number, like the physical number, not the letter one, the the number one, um, (laughs) who watches your every move, your little guardian angel, but they spell angel as in angle. Ooh. Lindsay knew it wasn't a friend texting her. None of her friends texted like that, and they all knew how to spell. None of them would have misspelled the word angel. So Lindsay texted back, You're no friend of mine if you can't spell my name right and can't even spell the word angel. A response came back. That's so funny. This, like, can't even spell right. (laughs) The... Um, the next response was, doesn't matter. R, the letter R, you, the letter U, having, no G, just having, fun, watching, again, no G at the end of that, just watching, your, you are, TV. Doesn't matter. Are you having fun watching your TV? Hmm. This gave her chills. Um, yeah, I would be, I'd be panicking right now. Yeah. There was nobody around unless there was someone else in this house. So Lindsay ran around to check all the doors and the windows and even the garage. And she definitely knew she was the only one home. Mm. The next text she received. Oh my gosh, I'm getting freaked out. <laughs> the next text she received was. I think this is still too touchy for us. Is I am standing right next to you. No. Ooh. Lindsay settled down in the family room. She texted back, if you don't tell me who you are, I am calling 911. That sounds familiar. (laughs) That one does. Yes, I remember that all the time. The reply was, good luck with that. I am standing right next to you, but no one will ever find me. Oh my god. That is so... This is so... So (laughs) Okay. Stupidly, Lindsay looked behind her, of course. (laughs) She noticed that no one was there. But by this time, she was very frightened, and so she grabbed the house phone and dialed the number, which the text had come on her cell phone. And a voice appeared. We're sorry, but the number you have dialed is not in service. I would be panicking. Oh, gosh. Lindsay tried telling herself that maybe the texter had run out of minutes. Even though I'm pretty sure this was from 2020. So, usually a lot of phones have data. Mm -hmm. And don't, like, run out of minutes. But, you know, you never know. No, some people might have track phones. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we had track phones. That's true. There had to be some kind of logical explanation for this, right? 
Someone was just playing a sick prank on her. Then she got another text. I love your new blonde hair. (laughs) Oh, gosh. No, no, no. This is, like, way, way too familiar to us. A few days earlier, Lindsay had just gotten her hair done for her 28th birthday. Few people had seen it, including her friends. She hadn't even updated her profile picture on Facebook yet. So, at this point, Lindsay was panicking and close to tears. So, she did the most rational thing she could think of. She called 911, and the operator tried calming her down after she explained that she thought someone was in her house or somehow sending texts threatening her um, through an unidentified number. And the operator said that they would send someone over to investigate. And then she got a text saying, I cannot say that. The text said, you know what you did, but the U's were just the letter U. Right after hanging up, Lindsay got another text. Lindsay, why did you have to do that? Do what? She texted back. You know what you did, came the reply. No, I am sorry, but I don't know what this is in reference to, Lindsay texted back, hoping that she wouldn't sound as scared as she felt. Lindsay spelled wrong again. Nobody is going to, as in the number, help you. Nobody is going to believe you. Which, that is freaky. Nobody is going to help you. Nobody is going to believe you. Because I cannot be found... I'll cut that part out. Why wouldn't they? She texted back. Because I cannot be found. You will only disappoint like you always do. And at this point, it started to sound like it was getting more personal and it was only going to upset her more and more. So, Lindsay texted back, where are you, you stupid psycho stalker? And then they texted, aw, Lindsay, that wasn't nice. So then she responded in all caps, who are you? And they said, you will see someday. There was then a knock at the door, and it was the police officer, finally at the house. He checked the house and told Lindsay what she already knew. No one was there. Then she showed him the text messages as he took down the number and said they would do everything they could to find out who this person was. 
In the meantime, he said, just turn your phone off. So she did. Since that night, Lindsay hasn't received any more mysterious texts. She hadn't heard anything from the police station either. She still worries that whatever was texting her that night will someday return. It seems that as the technology kind of progresses, maybe the paranormal could progress along with it, but this story made me crawl out of my skin. Oh, (laughs) same. Same. Oh, gosh. That was a tough story, but that was a really good story. Thank you, Sophie, for finding that. But this dramatizing the both of us again. This was the closest thing I could find to what happened to us regarding the text messages we received. Like, getting a text saying, like, I see you, or... What were some of the other ones? Like, no one's going to believe you. The Go t- ahead and call 911. Threaten. Yeah. Just stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. That was, that was tough. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what we experienced. And also, you know, contacting 911 because what else were we supposed to do? And then nothing else coming about it. Sounds an awful like our stories, like our story, and especially a few stories that Sophie and I want to share with you tonight. Mm hmm. And the first story is, we're going to call this the Grandma Betty story, but, so this is a personal story of mine, and um, I had a grandma once named Grandma Betty, and she was just like, I really don't know how to describe this woman, because she was just, she was short, she had a lot to say. She always gave you her opinion, even if it was brutally honest and it hurt your feelings and it made you want to crawl up in a ball and cry for the rest of your life. (laughs) Um, But it was all out of love. Like, she absolutely loved her grandkids. Like, she was just the greatest grandma. Um, And when I went away to college, she gave me a TV, like a Roku TV for, like, the dorm room and stuff like that. And it was, it was like a good size TV for a girl, I guess. But, um couple years goes down the road and she ends up passing away my junior year of college and the tv was like just fine I never had any issues with it before but about a week after she passed away the tv started turning off and on by itself and then it would turn the volume all the way up so I'd have to unplug it at night otherwise it would turn on even if I took the batteries out oh my gosh do you remember that that yes. TV, yes, in the in our apartment. Lexi, I remember because you were like, come look at this. 
am I crazy? <laughs> and I remember you were like, watch this TV. It'll turn the volume up all by itself. And you're like, I'm not touching the remote, I swear. And the TV volume will just go, would like go up all by itself. Yeah, even when the, we took the batteries out of the remote, it would. And I was but it like, only started oh. doing that until after my grandma died. And I know that woman would do that. Hmm. Like, I know she would do that just to mess with me. Yeah, that is crazy. I totally forgot that happened. There's my story with uh, technology. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Roku TVs, I know we touched on this, like, in the beginning of our episodes. Like, I think we mentioned it in episode one when we were talking about our story. Um, but this also kind of has to do with technology acting weird besides getting text messages. Um, one of the nights, and I believe it was the night of the week of finals in December when it was just starting to all happen. And we were sitting on the couch watching a show and we thought we heard something either outside or downstairs. And so we ran into the bathroom and hit. And then that is when we were just waiting in the bathroom. But then we heard the Roku TV. After we paused our show that we were watching, we heard the Roku TV do the clicking noise to click backwards and back. Like it was scrolling through certain items on the TV. And when we eventually, you know, called a friend to come over and check the house. Everything was fine at that time. Um, so we thought. <laughs> and we walked out. I remember seeing the TV on a totally different screen. Like someone had backed out of the show. And we weren't hearing things. No. That was so that was so weird. Yeah. I like... Just like even being in the te- like in the bathroom and just sitting on the floor with you guys. And then just hearing the TV going off and on, off and on, and I was like, mm, mm-mm. I shouldn't be doing that. Should not be doing that. Yeah. Because we didn't have the remote. And it was only us three in the house, so. Mm-hmm. Definitely strange occurrences. And, I mean, we don't know who was messaging us, that's for sure. But, nope. um, but something that I also kind of want to touch on to go back to, like, the paranormal. Um... On January 5th, like the first night, everything had happened. Um, Sophie was still. I was on break, so I was not even in the area at that time. I was at my parents' house enjoying after New Year's treats and relaxing. I remember getting a call from you guys. I was like, what? What is going on? <laughs> Well, because, like, the next morning, January 6th, we saged 
the entire house because we thought it was haunted. Mm-hmm. We saged the entire house because we thought it was haunted. Yes. And we even were... went to like the extent of finding the previous renters. And then we messaged them on Facebook and talked to them. And they're like, well, this kind of this kind of did happen. Um Yeah, so But nobody died in the house. The reason why we at first thought it was like we were being haunted was there was some weird stuff going on. We talked about that um, in the summertime and just like unexplainable things, but they also could be explained away. Like, oh, I just forgot it there. Or, oh, that's weird that it was moved there. You know, like, oh, but it could have been this other person. Things could be explained away, but also very weird that they happened. Um, in the summertime and then the fall time, just little weird noises that we heard. And then once this all started happening at the end of finals week in December, that's when we were like, okay, this is like not normal. Um, maybe this is something haunted related. And that is when... I think we saged the house twice because I remember being there the first time before we left for break for like Christmas time. So you guys might have done it another time when I wasn't there too. Um, oh, yeah. I think we saged it twice. <laughs> I always forget about like nothing really happened in December, but like things did happen. Like there was weird things that happened. Yeah, it was the timeline also, like, always gets messed up in our heads, too. So, <laughs> but I do remember we did sage the entire house, and it smelled terrible. That's all I remember. It just, I was like, oh, my gosh, it smells terrible in here. But at least it will help get bad energy out and good energy in, and we'll, like, leave and come back, and everything will be, like, reset, you know, for the new semester. And... It wasn't. It was not reset. <laughs> no. It, it in fact was not. Especially by the text message that we got the first night. And when we all literally were back at the house, I'm back, bring it on. And I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. I just remember that text. It was traumatizing. Yeah. Add a little sprinkle to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I think we all just thought it was something that we couldn't really wrap our heads around until we, until we started getting more text messages in January. And then it was more of harassment type. And then they started getting into, they knew us, you know, they knew certain things about us. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, okay. This this is something where we need to change everything about our address, our phone numbers. Like we need to get out of town and get out fast. <laughs> and that's basically what we did. Yeah. Um, and to add like a little a little fun fact to our episode today, because we are recording on January thirty first. This was the day that we got the text message at one o four in the morning saying 
outside your window. Mm-hmm. And then hearing a little knock. And I think there's a lot of emotions between. I don't think, have we recorded on a day where it's fallen like this? I don't think so. Not last year. Maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't remember for sure if we did or not. Yeah, I don't but, know. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, every year that goes by, I guess it, it does get so much better. But it's always still there. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, because I feel like I can, I'm, I can walk through life. But today has just been a lot of emotions more than mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. there. Like I understand nothing's going to happen. But yeah, that makes sense. And I'm very proud of us and how far we both have come. Mm-hmm. We have and come very far. To our listeners who've stuck with us all this time. Yes, thank you, listeners, for listening and caring. Well, we just had a heart-to-heart there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. And if anyone of our listeners, like, I don't know. If you went through something like this, speak up. Yeah. Do not be afraid. It's okay. Well, because this is, like, some, something that not a lot of people go through, and it's something that doesn't seem that bad but it really is traumatizing um being somewhere where you're supposed to feel safe and having that safe space violated is something that you it takes a long time to shake off you know you're never I feel like you're always on guard like I I feel like you're always in defense mode Mm -hmm. and it takes forever to break that yeah Because like Sophie said, when someone, it's it's like your safe spot was just ripped out from underneath you. So what is safe? Any, like, what is safe? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I really feel like Sophie and I can both say that, and we both have agreed upon this before we've talked about it, but, um. We feel like we're more survivors than victims at this point, too. Like, yes, it still does affect us in ways, but we're we're a lot better now overall. But it's taken four years to get to that point, and we're still not even at mm-hmm. that point. And I don't know if this is for everyone, but I also feel like 2020 was such a weird year that... Time has been strange ever since that year because you're telling me it's been four years since then? It feels like it's only been two, you know? Like, it doesn't seem like it's been that long since this happened, but it has been that long. You know? It it just, it feels like the world is finally starting to get up again. But also still kind of weird. Mm-hmm. 
And I know this is about paranormal and spooky, spooky. Um, and honestly, who knows? Could have been. Because after all of that happened and we were at, you know, we were almost leaving for break. We staged the place. We were, you know, 80% sure it was something that had to do with ghosts or something haunting us. We contacted, like we said, we contacted the other people who lived there before us to see if anything else weird happened when they lived there. And like we said before, we were only the second residents to live there in that house. Yep. It was freshly built. So that also was like, mm, could it really be haunted? But then, I don't know. I don't think it was... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think the house is haunted. It was just very new. There was just so many weird things that happened that, honestly, I could see evidence on either side. But I'm leaning towards someone hacked our phones. I think someone hacked those. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is very easy to do. You just do it through an email. Which is crazy. It's very crazy. Don't fall for emails. If you, the number one way to not fall for an email is by the at, it's supposed to say like at Gmail, but it'll say something weird and spelled wrong. Yeah, watch out for email scams. Don't click on them. (laughs) But yeah, I guess I had no idea this article was going to hit us this hard <laughs> no i mean i feel like any other day it wouldn't but we're literally recording this on january 31st mm-hmm. and before okay before we even started recording guys sophie and i were talking about how we both felt weird today mm-hmm. and we were both like okay it's january 31st we're on a mix of emotions we're just going everywhere um but i think we pulled it off like we always do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that sounds too arrogant or full of, full of ourselves, but I think we did a good job. But it definitely it hit a soft spot. Yes. So I know we would like to go over at some point, talk about everything again. Um, we did touch on it in this episode, but it is hard to... Sometimes it is hard to go back and talk about certain things. But I feel like this was a great episode in the sense of, you know, an anniversary type. So I hope you guys like the story about what happened to Lindsay. And honestly, Lindsay, if you're out there, um, this Lindsay from Washington, D.C., I hope you're okay. Yeah, let (laughs) us know. If you ever come across this, let us know. Yeah. Goodness. And... I hope the groundhog has six, or no, early spring, not six more weeks of winter. Early spring for groundhog. Hopefully. No more cold. And 
if you guys so choose. If you have any cases or questions or anything else that you would like to talk to us about, just send us an email on our Gmail address, which is survived with Sophie and Lexi at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow our Instagram and our Facebook account. Or email us or, you know, just do everything. Do all this, all the good stuff. All the good thingies, the thingamabobs. Yes. Yep, <laughs> exactly. All right. I hope everyone has a great first week of February. We're finally out of like the 10 weeks of January. January felt so long. That's fair. It did. Mm-hmm. February is a good month. And this has been Survived with Sophie and Lexi. Bye, guys. Goodbye.